the special edition podcast of Debutantes to the 21st Century. I'm Jess, your host for today. On this very special episode, I'm going to take us all the way back to the Regency period in England, which, for context, is right after the American Revolution and before the Victorian era. At this point in history, the Napoleonic Wars are being fought, but upper-class England was living very similarly to how they did in the Victorian era. There were grand debutante balls, the largest states in the countryside, and lots of rules for how people in those upper classes should behave themselves. And speaking of behavior, here's the essential question for today. Is it acceptable for a man to continue to pursue a woman after rejection? Now this thought occurred to me after one of my most recent reads, but let me first explain why it intrigues me just so much. I believe that society has pressured people into always chasing after their dreams, and in this sense, their dreams being a potential significant other, a person who is very much objectified in this scenario. We're not often told to stop chasing our dreams. Uh, We are taught from a very young age to take pride in them. Yet, should we stop chasing the dream of a perfect, significant other? I think that many women definitely see repeated advances from a man as unwanted and often threatening. But I believe that there are others who like to play hard to get. Things like this do often get complicated when there is not one blanket answer, which is why I'm going to explore this topic today. You probably remember the beloved classic novel Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen, a famous satirical writer of the Regency period. In this novel, the protagonist, Elizabeth Bennet, is subject to her mother's desperate attempts to marry her off to a wealthy suitor. A very memorable point early in the novel for me was when Elizabeth's cousin, Mr. Collins, proposed to her. Despite her mother's deepest wishes for her to accept, Elizabeth rejects her cousin, who was curiously rather unhurt by this development. He said to her that, quote, It is usual with young ladies to reject the addresses of the man whom they secretly mean to accept when he first applies for the favor, and that sometimes the refusal is repeated a second or even a third time, end quote. I don't know about you, but this infuriated me, as it did Elizabeth, who went on to attempt to clarify that she would never accept his proposal, saying that, quote, if what I have hitherto said can appear to you in the form of encouragement, I know not how to express my refusal in such a way as to convince you of its being one, end quote. Well, luckily for her, Mr. Collins moved on to marry her best friend, Charlotte Lucas. Heather Nelson wrote in her doctoral thesis titled, The Law and the Lady, Consent and Marriage in the 19th Century British Literature, that, quote, Austin's handling of the scene reveals her view of women's engagement consent, end quote. While I do think that Jane Austen wrote that part with female consent in mind, she did not write that scene with the idea that a man should accept a woman's rejection and move on because she would go on to contradict herself uh, toward the end of the novel, when Lizzie accepts Mr. Darcy's second proposal, thus proving Austen's view that a man does have the right to ask for a woman's hand more than once. However, Austen does make a point of Elizabeth's consent to this marriage through her conversation with Mr. Bennet, her father, where he says that, quote, I now give it to you if you are resolved on having him, end quote, referring to Elizabeth's own consent, not just his own. Through these two proposals, Austin uses Horatian satire to express her view on marriage, 
that it is only good when it's with the perfect person. She clearly wrote Mr. Collins as a foolish and undesirable character for the sole purpose of Elizabeth's rejection of his proposal for these very reasons. This humorous standpoint, shown from Collins' ridiculous statement that he could get Elizabeth to say yes if he asked again, further highlights Austin's view that only true love would stand another chance. She pairs this comical vision of Mr. Collins with the serious issue of the rights of a woman in her own marriage. Meanwhile, she allowed Darcy to propose to Elizabeth again, since he is wealthy, charismatic, and caring of at least Elizabeth's feelings. Elizabeth says yes to Mr. Darcy because she truly loves him, and he truly loves her. Austin even writes him as a respectable character, despite his rather irritable disposition at the Maryton Ball. When he proposes to Elizabeth for the second time, he says that, quote, one word from you will silence me on this subject forever, end quote. Meaning that, if she had not wanted to accept his proposal a second time, he would leave her alone. Yet, Elizabeth accepts, reinforcing Austin's opinion that marriage is only acceptable between people that truly love each other. It was this story that had me thinking about the idea that some men believe that asking a woman on a date or for a drink multiple times will reveal their so-called true answer of yes. A so-called romantic trope, such as this, is popular media, uh, such as in famous movies like Gone with the Wind and Sex in the City, where there has to be two proposals because the girl rejects the first. And this almost creates a game out of people's relationships and feelings for each other. But is asking a second time really all that romantic? The Office of Equal Opportunity and Diversity at the University of California, Irvine lists, quote, seductive behavior, such as repeated unwanted requests for meals, dates, etc., end quote, as a form of sexual harassment, which I would say is definitely not romantic. In fact, many women prepare themselves for this. One example of this is fake phone numbers. In Patrick Allen's Lifehacker article simply titled, Give Out These Fake Prank Numbers to Creeps, there is a list of numbers, such as the Mary Sue rejection line, which states that the caller has made the woman feel unsafe. Well, others are more comical, like the Call It Oats line, which allows callers to listen to their favorite Call It Oats song. But the point is that women are too afraid of the possible con- consequences, such as being raped to say no to a guy. In contrast, I think that the only consequences that a man would feel from the situation is his pride being hurt, which is not even comparable. To me, the obvious answer to this question is no. If I've said no, then why would my answer change if you ask again? Even in terms of just a date, my answer's solid. As far as I'm concerned, if someone were to eventually pressure me to say yes to a date, my consent would not even be viable at that point, since my consent would not be, quote, autonomous, capable, educated, and mature, quote, end quote, and I would not have the ability to, quote, express consent voluntarily with opportunities to retract that consent, end quote, as Elizabeth Nelson, who I mentioned earlier, defined it. Instead, that consent would not be autonomous, but coerced. Of course, a date is rather childish example. But this idea of proper consent applies to everything from flirting to sex. At the beginning of this podcast, I did mention that I do think some girls like playing hard to get, but and it would still be okay with repeated advances. But in a broader sense, I think assuming this of all women is completely unfair to the majority who would see this as threatening and cause for fear. 
Still, this is bigger than just an argument for how men should treat women when it comes to dating and relationships. We all need to call ourselves out when it comes to the objectification of people in our lives and to take more care of their feelings, especially in this day and age where mental health has become so important. Being more mindful of how we see each other will help us avoid misunderstandings and better navigate them if they do occur. Not only should we hold ourselves accountable for this, but we need to make a point to teach our children in our lives to do the same and to treat people the way that they want to be treated. Kibler, and thank you for listening to this episode of Debutantes to the 21st Century. I hope you enjoyed it. Have a fabulous day.